season we, that we thought were quite important in, yeah. in leaving us in this position on the final day. Yeah. And we're also going to have some guests. Yeah, so dialing in live from the main stand. <laughs> the press box in Pride The Park. press box, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got my dad and my granddad who are going to be giving us live updates on what's happening from around the grounds. Yeah. So how, how are you both doing? <laughs> All right. Good. <laughs> We're ready, raring to go. Raring to go. So we've had more John... so probably than the players. Oh god, <laughs> yeah, don't well, say that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my mate tea, so hopefully they've been channeling that energy. Um... We're, we're drinking all the caffeine to get us through it, so yeah. hopefully they. Yeah, we've had Dad as a guest on the podcast before, but Dada, because this is your first appearance on the podcast, I wanted to ask you: Can you remember what your first memory of Derby County is? It's a vague one, but I can't remember the exact first time I went to see Derby County, and it, it was the one and only time that my dad took me. Oh, really? And I've, I've researched it. I knew it was 1950-something. I thought it was 53. I thought I was eight. But it was 55. Okay. And it was, uh, it was a cup game against uh, Boston United. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, um, well, I can't remember much about the game. Well, the only thing I can remember about the actual day, as you might say, yeah. I remember sitting, sitting in a seat with my dad at the back of a stand. And I can't, that's basically my only memory of it, apart wow. from the fact that we we actually lost the game 6-1. <laughs> wow! <laughs> they were a non-league side, and the majority of their team were ex-Darby County players. Oh. Really? How strange. Yeah. God, and that was 1955. Well, if that's... So that was my first game of seeing Derby County, and my, my first memory. Yeah, yeah if that's that really good. If that wasn't a bad omen for how supporting Derby... Had anybody beat that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You, you should have told us that years ago, we wouldn't have bothered supporting them. <laughs> if that was your first... So, were you, were you in a seat at the back of the stand because you were young? Is that what used to happen? Well, I... I, I... The, my only thoughts were not not even remembering why or what. Yeah. Is the fact that I wasn't perhaps very big, and my dad probably uh... thought standing up. I mean, there used to be a boys' enclosure 
baseball ground, which I eventually started going into. Right. Uh, when I went on my own. And, but, you know, if you're very small or whatever, you, you're struggling to see, you see. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's the only reason, that's the only th thought I've got in my mind of sitting down with him, you know. Wow. He, he, never, took, he never took me again. <laughs> but uh, obviously then I started going on my own. Yeah. <laughs> not long after. I'm not surprised he didn't take you again if you lost 6-1 on the first I, game. Well, I think your your first memory is probably better than all of the ones that we've had so far. Yeah, I think um, you can't you can't beat. It's very vague, but that is, is definitely the first game and the first yeah. memory I've got. But it's a very slim memory, really. Yeah, that's good though. That's good. Well, hope, Thank you. hopefully we won't be playing Boston United in a cup game in the future. Um, yeah, hopefully, we, <laughs> hopefully, will we play Boston United if we get relegated next season? No, I don't know where they are, but they're, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> Still not league. Miserable day at Pride Park. The conditions are were pretty awful. That hasn't stopped a good number of Rams fans turning out. And they're outside the stadium. We can uh, hear them at times singing, chanting. I'm sure the players are very aware of it as well. Today for characters, it's a day for spirit. Right, so here we go, teams are out. Yeah, so um, we're minutes away from the start of the end of the season. Yeah. Oh, okay, so what season, eh? Uh, yeah, it's been chastening. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've got some talking points. The Wikipedia review page that I did my research, I mean, we're, we're quite... Uh, we're quite we're quite haphazard, I think, for, for this. this one. But yeah. it feels like because it's happened so recently, yeah. we can operate on memory alone. And I think as well, this end of season review that we're doing is almost secondary to what's happening on the pitch today. Yes. So yeah. um, it's almost like a container for for the match rather than... Yes, um, there'll be some severe editing going on. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the weather is awful. Uh, uh, yeah, in, in Derby. It's a pathetic fallacy of motion. It, it really is chucking it down, I yeah. think is the only way I can describe the weather at the minute. Um, Derby have picked their smallest team possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Everyone seems to be below 5 foot 10 <laughs> in, in honour of the occasion. <laughs> in a game where big hearts are needed, and, we've, uh, uh, we've picked the smallest men. They've re reacted to the questions about set-piece defending by choosing their smallest players. Yeah. So clearly... Clearly, there's uh, been a lot of thought put into that. Yeah. But the the thing we should probably start with is the start of the season. Um, yeah. Before this game kicks off. Um, so, so I guess the the one thing um, this season, which I hope never happens again, is that this is the one and only, hopefully, season in the club's history where no home fans have sat in yeah, Pride Park from start to finish all season from start to finish and obviously at the start of the season there was a little bit of optimism actually I remember last summer that fans would be allowed at the start mm. of the season um, and it, it transpired that Derby have, and like most other clubs outside of London have played an entire season without any fans stepping foot into that stadium yeah um, I don't really remember what was going on last year but I do remember the optimism as you say and mm -hmm. it has I think in some sense it's helped Derby because I don't I mean we've said many times actually on the podcast that Pride Park wasn't like a brilliant place to mm -hmm. to play for the home team um, because it was quite a negative atmosphere and I'm sure that will change when fans are mm -hmm. allowed back in but it, it almost came at a good time for Derby um, and I think as well, as we'll talk about, the team struggled quite early on and that meant that 
in in normal times they probably would have been getting a lot of flack and they've actually avoided that. So it's uh, considering how badly Derby have done this season, maybe having no fans has been it's sort true. of a blessing. Um, it's true, but I think if we look at the team, the, look at the game today. I mean, uh, there wouldn't have been any fans in that stadium at kickoff that would have no, no put negative energy no. onto the players. So I think that today in particular, today you would want um, fans, yeah. you would absolutely want the fans. Last season, um, essentially Chris Martin was the most important player. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the biggest goal threat. He like knitted the play together really effectively. And I, I think we're biased in some sense because we're very much Chris Martin fans mm-hmm. and always will be. Um, but le- letting him go seemed like a very odd decision considering we had like no real backup when Martin didn't play last year. But that's mm-hmm. what they did. And I think it was down to his contract running out and clearly Derby didn't want to pay the sort of wages they were paying him before. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the the problem with the transfer window, uh, in a sense, was like we there was some quite high profile departures in Jaden Bogle and Max Lowe, but actually we didn't really have that many problems in that area of the pitch. So Byrne came in and he's mm-hmm. been he's been a decent right back to be fair. I still think Jaden Bogle was a better right back. Just but. gonna stop you here, Alex, because Tom Lawrence has got a a free kick in a very positive position for Derby. And as usual, it's ended in a foul to the opposition. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> but um, yeah, so definitely a left back. I don't think Max Lowe was particularly a very good player. I think Jaden Bogle was a good player, and I think mm-hmm. he is a better player than Nathan Byrne, but I don't think we've suffered too badly. Um, no. Matt Clark came back. I have some reservations about Matt Clark as a player. Mm-hmm. He did win Player of the Year, and I think he was a good player last year. But I think this season he's been culpable as much as the rest of the defence. But obviously that we weren't to know that when he resigned. So I think that was also a decent signing. But I think the crucial problem was that we just didn't do anything up front. Um, yeah, there seemed to be. Um, I I don't even know what it was because I mean when you lose a player of Chris Martin's stature, ability, um, composure, kind of like what the effort that he gave as well mm. on the pitch you you have to try and replace him with someone similar like I don't think that Darbury in a, were in a position to get anyone better than him mm. and I don't think we even expected anyone better than him to come in but we definitely expected um, almost a like for like replacement yeah. because the team was set up it. that way yeah. especially under Cocky it was very possession based which suited Mark it was the first manager really since Steve McLaren Ooh. that actually <laughs> Stuted Chris Martin started to play there. Jason Knight has just gone in for a big 50 50 with uh, Patterson. That's a big, a big 50 50. Um, Patterson's come off worse, but I'm not actually sure which way the foul's gone. <laughs> Patterson has very much gone down. I think it's a Wednesday free kick. Oh. Jason Knight's also hurt his knee. Um, this was one of those 50 50s where I think both players should just be put in a pen for two minutes now to cool down. Yeah. Jason Knight's in considerable amount of pain. This is not what we needed for four minutes into this game. No, but maybe it's demonstrating the commitment that the sides are showing. I think I think that's absolutely the case. So Martin went and that was that was bad, as you say. We weren't gonna be able to sign someone of his quality really. So you'd but we signed Colin Cullen Richards, who would actually turn out to be a good signing mm-hmm. but not really enough not really someone suits Koku's style of play at mm-hmm. least and not really enough to to guarantee a decent season he, you'd yeah. want, I mean he's been a good player but you'd probably want another striker alongside him that could also take some of the 
and the weight of expectations away from him as being like yeah. the sole uh, focal point. No, I, I agree, and I think when when he signed, we were very um, concerned about his goal scoring record mm. because the one thing that Martin did was that he consistently scored goals um, as well as as well as and like held the ball so. up and, and assists and everything. And I think that you know, like Colin Cousin Richards, as we'll probably go on to talk about, when Derby did have a good spell, he was very instrumental yeah. in that good spell, and he's completely exceeded all our expectations. Yeah. But I think. The but crucial issue was that when we signed him, he wasn't the right player for us to sign. Oh. Al? Yeah? Yeah? Some news coming in from the Cardiff City Stadium. Oh, what's happening? A spectacular moment, and the extraordinary is happening at the moment. Lewis Wing, with an absolute... Rotherham have scored. Oh, dear me. in front at the Cardiff oh. City Stadium. Good goal as well. So, on current scores, Derby are relegated. Relegated. Well, thanks for that update. This is no problem. Yeah, so at the moment we are third from bottom. Okay. Well, that, that was early. On goal difference. I, I, yeah, that is, that is a very early <laughs> update. <laughs> yeah. can, can you give us a more positive update next time? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> from Nathan Byrne. And not just wide, and that's really hurt Martin Wackhorn, who's collided with the post, goodness me. Right, so Derby are currently in the relegation zone. and Seven minutes into the match at this point. So the transfer window happened. Yeah. We signed Kamal Josiak as well, who, mm-hmm. let's talk about him, because I'm not sure we're really going to cover him. Um, yeah, I, I think, think he... Stop! Sorry. <laughs> Barry Bannon almost just absolutely <laughs> broke the net. <laughs> I'm not sure how far wide that actually went, but yeah, it did look like it, it was an absolute So for thunder. context, Barry Bannon plays for Sheffield Wednesday and he almost scored against Derby. Ooh. Ooh. Decent, that was decent strike. <laughs> that was close. Big Sorry. probably. Uh, Ex-Derby players. Yeah, so let, let's talk about Camel Jusriak. It feels like he's a crucial player in this season, not mm-hmm. because of what he's contributed, but because of what he's represented to the club in terms of him being like the... He was essentially the main signing of the season. Like four million's not a huge amount these days, but it was considerable for a team mm. with financial constraints. Yeah, in Derby's position, um, and also although we started, we finished the end of last season um, strongly. We weren't necessarily expecting um, the world under under Kaku this season. So I think to go and buy buy a yeah. player for four million, he seemed like a definite improvement um, on what we had. Yeah, Polish international. Um, yeah, and I think you said that Man City was scouting him at the time. I think they later alluded, to, Manchester City scout later alluded to the fact that they might have known about him. But I think also scouting these days, everyone probably knows about everyone. Um, yeah. But at the very least, that seemed it seems like he was highly regarded by a number of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was linked to clubs in Turkey, and I think uh, Philip Koku had kind of had him on his radar for a while. Um, he's been like very disappointing and it's not clear whether that's due to the fact yeah. I think the team is totally not built for attacking players at all I uh, think let's just about. pause here um, Derby have a corner we're on, we're on nine minutes um, the small men of Derby County are about to attack this corner oh, oh that did not look good so Martin Wycorn connected with the ball almost scored um, also connected with the post but I think he has knocked himself out 
the players look very concerned. Um, oh dear, this is really not what we needed <laughs> 10 minutes into this game. Um, yeah, that is not what we needed. I think this is another thing that perhaps shows the players' commitment for this game. Um, with Martin Waghorn is, I think, out cold. They're extremely concerned by the looks of it. Yeah, I think he will be going off. Um, okay. This poses a very big um, a very big issue for Derby, I think, at this point. In terms of personnel, I think the yeah. person we're talking about currently probably will be coming on. Uh, okay. It seems he's okay, right. but I don't think he's going to be able to continue with a collision like that. Yeah, yeah he, has, he has just pushed himself up though, so that's always a good thing a to positive see sign. in this uh, instance. And the St John's Ambulance people are traipsing onto the pitch in the, in the cold, bless them. I don't understand how he didn't score there. I know. Let's um let's go to Dad and see if. How did he not score? That's what we want to know. Um, yeah, he Well, I'm glad he's standing up again because that looked like a very strong collision with the post. Yeah, I, I thought it was his head and it knocked him straight clean out, but it was his chest apparently, so... Oh, okay. Oh, Waggy, should have scored there. Should have yeah. scored. That was a big, a big, big moment. The players on the pitch have got a few balls out just to maintain a bit of They're doing a, a very thorough assessment. assessment of him. Front, front and back head. Which I've never seen that. An assessment of the back of someone's head. I think we've actually been playing reasonably well so far. Um, yeah, yeah, not too bad. I mean, you've got to remember it's two poor teams playing each other, isn't it? So yeah, don't think the quality's going to be that great today. In terms of the commitment, though, I think um, mm. that that can't be questioned at the minute. Great to see that he's on his feet and able to walk off the pitch because, to say, really, Curtis Davis was having a word with Rooney then saying. Can I come on, Stan? <laughs> put me up front. <laughs> I'll put it up front. <laughs> okay, well, very obviously, very good to see that he's taking himself off the pitch, but I think he is going on. He's coming back on. He's on. He's yeah. back on. Yeah. Wow. He's back on. Uh, the problem with Juziak is I think he'd be good in a team uh, that was built to his strength, and I think you see that with the Poland, Poland national team, mm -hmm. where he regularly plays and by all accounts does well but mm -hmm. he absolutely cannot be relied on this derby team like no. his uh, finishing is not good enough for a player who operates in like front three mm -hmm. um, and he's just not really adapted to the style of football that derby are playing at all and I don't necessarily think that's his fault but um, mm. it, it's not worked out no and then driven wide by Bannon the Sheffield Wednesday captain Goes for goal. You don't want the ball dropping to Bannon towards the edge of the box because he's got the quality to keep it down from here. Strikes it well enough. Because of kind of the delay to the end of last season, this season started with a cup tie. Yeah. Um, Against Barrow. Right? Yeah. 
and that game was notable only in the fact that it seemed like an extension of the friendlies that Derby were playing in, <laughs> in terms of the quality of the game. I don't right. even think we really watch a lot of it. No, I don't think we did. I think we may have watched the penalty shootout. Um, yeah, the second half. And yeah. it was just um, absolutely devoid of any quality. But it wasn't so worrying at that point because Derby did win. And because it did just seem like Derby got to a re- off to a really slow start. But yeah. it could be rectified. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah, they, they lost. But sorry, they won on penalties, so it was actually nil nil. Um Kellerus saved three penalties in that match. Which is pretty awesome. Which is pretty good, yeah. Um I think the one thing that, that game showed which would then be carried on into the season is that Derby had absolutely no cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Um very little bomb threat. So in Koku before Koku got sacked, um Derby kind of went on this had the worst start to a season since the 80s. Mm-hmm. We were conceding goals, but we weren't letting in, like, bucket loads of goals, no. I think is the best way of putting it. We just couldn't, um, we didn't have that cutting edge and we couldn't actually, wait a second, it's Darren Moore, the Sheffield Wednesday manager. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. If Darren Moore relegates Derby, well, it couldn't. It literally couldn't be done by a nicer bloke. Oh, I mean God. that. I mean that from a like it's actual, such an actual nice man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, you would literally have to forgive him, like. Yeah, it would almost be like it's almost oh. a win-win in some sense. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, the losers if Rob would say it. I guess. Yeah, that's um, true. Okay, so yeah, Derby have a really bad had a really bad start. They beat this Norwich, season. which would turn out to be an absolutely incredible result. <laughs> uh, Rooney free kick, but one of the things that before Cocky got sacked, I think Derby only scored two goals on open play. Mm. Um, but that's actually not been rectified since Cocky got sacked. But anyway, so Cocky, in the end, like I, I really liked Philip Cocky. I really. I, in some sense, I really liked the style of football because I thought it was very measured and there was mm-hmm. actually, while it might have not been so effective, there was a philosophy there mm-hmm. and you, you couldn't argue with that um, at all. Yeah, I agree. But I think ultimately in this day and age, you just couldn't, you couldn't argue a case for Koku staying as manager. No, and I think it was, um, it was quite sad because I think the way that Koku handled all the off the field goings on that had happened during his managerial Reign was actually remarkable. Um, the way he handled the Richard Keogh incident, sacking, everything. Um, and He was yeah. the right manager for last season, even if we didn't really perform to expectations. Exactly, um, exactly. We needed someone like him, like a level head, someone who could approach the situation um, calmly mm-hmm. and also show support for the players when they actually needed it despite the fans kind of turning on them in a huge way. Um, I think he was just dealt a really bad succession of cards as well. Yeah. Um, All the stuff around the the stadium selling. Like, Mel Morris at the time, like, last season, the start of this season, was, like, being very, like, bullish in the media. And he was kind of having to, like, field all these, like, negative event... uh, Like, field Derby's, like, official response to all these negative events while the owner kind of just went silent mm. um, until things uh, react like until things went positively for Derby I feel like he did more than you would perhaps expect a head coach to have to do um, and yeah in different circumstances I think he would have been a success um, at Derby and 
such a shame that it kind of ended yeah. that way. And he actually left um, the club by mutual consent or mutual agreement um, in at the start of November with um, <laughs> specialist first team coach Twan Sheepers, who I, I miss purely for his So it was a very sad time when Koku left, and it was even it was made even sadder because Wayne Rooney suddenly got uh, dropped into like yeah. a managerial role that he barely. I mean, yeah. he barely deserved to be playing at this point because his performances had dropped off a cliff. Yeah. And then he got, like... Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about this. So, when Koku left, um, there was kind of, like, a, a group of managers that were put in charge of the club. Um, so, Wayne Rooney, Liam Rossini, Shea Gillen, and... It's like Justin Walsh or something. Or... Justin Walker. And Justin Walker. And Justin Walker, um, yeah, were put in kind of, like, interim caretaker charge of Derby in uh, in November, straight after Philip Koku left the club. The performances didn't change um, really at all. Derby was still pretty poor. Yeah, they were, and um, especially at the start of Rooney. So Rooney came in in this joint role and Derby didn't improve at all, but then he, he sort of effectively announced his retirement and took sole charge of the club with yeah. the rest of the coaches supporting him and results immediately improved. We stopped losing. We we enjoyed some wins. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Cutting Richards at this point kind of came into his own. He was scoring goals and he was just generally being like a really supportive presence for the rest yeah. of the team. And we were playing a lot of young players. And I think he was exactly the right sort of player for this team because he, he's yeah. very motivational. Yeah. Uh, you see him giving the team talks, and he's not even captain. He was just a very just an exceptional presence to have um, around the club at that time. And I think I remember hearing an interview with him where he said. Um, we're in the trenches and we're kind of like we we're in a battle here and there aren't like uh, there isn't another group of players that I'd want to be in that battle with and so you could kind of tell even from his interviews that he was really kind of picking the team up by the scruff yeah. of their neck and and carrying them forwards which um, yeah it was just awesome that he was that presence that yeah that definitely did that. and I think as well like for someone like Rooney who has very little experience at this level. Um, he Lee Buchanan here is toweling the ball for George Edmondson. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Buchanan is uh, taking on a, a ball boy uh, role. A ball boy I role. mean, he's probably young enough to be ball boy. <laughs> yeah. um, well, Derby are a long throw has been cleared. Yeah, and I think that really helped Rooney and the rest of the coaches. It helps having that sort of player. I mean, he was kind of a level of experience that he could have probably yeah. also been on the coaching. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and also at this time, Steve McLaren came back into the mm. club, which was something we were very happy about from a personal perspective. Corner, uh, corner for Derby here. Corner for Derby. Um, so Steve McLaren came back in, which for his fourth spell. Well, um, if you include the spell as, ma- as player, it's probably fifth. Fifth, yeah, fifth. Fifth spell. Um, different capacity this time. It's kind of like a director of football, but that's yeah, not his official title. Direct, or performance director. That's so. it. Um, but, but he's watch, back, the Mac. The Mac is back, back. The Mac is back. Um, We're just going to pause here and watch this corner. So it's 24 minutes gone, 0 0 at Pride Park. Rotherham are winning 1 0. Derby are relegated at this point. Oh, that was a good corner, but it was. Another good chance. Headed, defended well. So we've got another corner though, uh, which we'll also honour in silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to respect the gravity of the situation. It's so grave. <laughs> I'm surprised Lee Buchanan isn't operating like a pitchfork into the corner. <laughs> what is he doing with that towel? That's so good. Oh, 
Oh, come on! They're enjoying a lot of success at the moment with these corners that are flicked on at the near post. Yeah. And someone's arriving at the far post. But it's not, um, it's not converting into... Ten possession. We could hear go to your dad to see if there's been a general update on the proceedings. Yeah. Dad, um, have we got any update from Cardiff City Stadium? Um, all they've said is that Rotherham nearly scored a second. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we, you know when we say, we say this next very, time? Very close, very close to a second. When we ask you next time, team. can you just say it's 1-1? One, one? <laughs> <laughs> can you... What do you think about what do you both think about the derby game so far? Just just waiting for that little bit of extra quality for somebody. I mean, yeah, obviously, Waghorn with that chance when it clattered into the post. Mm-hmm. That's obviously the closest we've come. So it's just one of them games I think where a scrappy goal might win it. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Alex only just realised that Darren Moore was Sheffield Wednesday manager, and so. Um, <laughs> Can, what, what are we going to do if Darren Moore relegates Derby? Uh, well, it literally couldn't be a nicer man. Try and get him for our manager next season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Hopefully, he'll relegate us if he in doing so. But they'll also get relegated, and then he would maybe come to us instead. <laughs> and that would be the only way that that could turn out well for us. But do me and. We saw a stat earlier that the last time Mike Dean refereed a Sheffield Wednesday game was when Sheffield Wednesday got relegated in 2010. Oh, well, that's that's oh. more positive news. Yeah. That's probably the best omen I've heard all day. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take anything at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> we will literally take anything. Well, the road will run in 25 times to get stood down at 5.5. Really? So, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday? The last, I... Yeah, the last time the beaten. Uh, in Derby, Darren Moore was playing. Wow. Wow. Okay, so we're approaching 30 minutes now in this game. Um, and really not much has happened as well the No. Derby at this point are relegated um, to League One. So, and we've just heard that Rotherham are looking likely to score a second. Well, yeah, one thing I will say is... Um, Tom Lawrence looks like the only player who could actually do something at the moment. He looks positive. When he gets yeah, caught. he looks like he's the one person driving forward at the defence. Yeah. Um, which is so. Good. Yeah, which is which is good. Good to see, and um, yeah, I just hope someone pulls something out of somewhere. If he if he keeps it up, I will take everything back I've ever said about him. <laughs> well, that's that's a bold statement. So <laughs> I really yeah. hope that's the case. <laughs> Finds Kazim Richards, lovely ball. Out to Roberts, Burn trying to get forward in support. This is much better from Derby. It's Patrick Roberts for the Rams. Goes for goal, spilled. And in by Kevin Richards. Yeah, the, yeah, he actually turned it around when he when he kind of took sole charge. We've got Kazim Richards um, dragging the team up. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a, quite a bit of positive energy, energy around the club at that mm. point. Um, because it did feel like Derby were then, they'd finally realised that they were actually a bit too good to go down in terms of yeah. just like the players they had. Um, and they started showing it on the pitch, even though we, we were clearly deficient in some areas. Um, but with the January transfer window coming up, it seemed like there was an opportunity there to fix some of the mm. problems and then maybe even just like finish somewhere respectable 
One second, so Red Wednesday just got a corner. Okay, it's been cleared by Derby. Finished somewhere respectable mid-table. Yeah. Um, and I think at this point, so if we're talk- talking about kind of like January transfer window, we think that we can go on and make, make some changes. Um, the club was in a very odd state at this point. This is actually when we started recording these episodes because there was a takeover that had actually been approved by the EFL uh, by a consortium headed up by... Um, somebody from, from the UAE essentially and Derby failed to pay their players this was in December in yeah. so December. The, the takeover was first kind of mentioned in October and November um, and then the EFL kind of approved it in November mm-hmm. and then it was rattling along in the background with many people from both I think within the club and also within the takeover bid kind of suggesting that it was very likely to go through mm. quite soon imminent imminent um, and so that was kind of where the optimism was coming from with regards to like the January transfer window and mm-hmm. with Derby's results turning around a bit but then yeah things took a turn for the worse just before January um, in that it emerged that Derby were unable to pay their players which gave us um, an immediate transfer embargo the people taking over the club were obviously yeah as you said like this UAE backed team of people but there was very little known about them mm-hmm. um, and it did seem like kind of very like a quite a suspicious takeover, like not one that you necessarily want for a club, but one that maybe might be necessary just to mm. ensure that the club kind of kicked on and actually started improving because under its current stewardship it really wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um sorry. So so yeah, so we, we get to January, the the players haven't been paid. Um Wayne Rooney was given a two and a half year contract in January. Um, in January he went from being the caretaker manager of Derby to um, the fully fledged manager of Derby in January um, which is weird because this transfer embargo mm. it was like really Derby were I mean, it, Mel it Morris, was damaging it seemed like Mel Morris had effectively pulled his support from the club for yeah. a little bit um, but when Rooney signed as manager it almost seemed like a, a going against that theme because mm-hmm. It almost seemed like they, they, those sorts of decisions should have been saved for when things had actually been sorted at the mm-hmm. top level. Um, yeah, and I think the Derby did go on to pay their players and that transfer embargo was lifted. Just before the deadline. It was really just before the deadline. So everything that Rooney wanted to do and, and you know the management's team wanted to do with the with the squad had to be done in essentially, I think, a week maximum. Um, maximum. I think it was actually a few days. To, um, towards the end of that transfer And they were selling... A lot of play, young players, not for very much. Players like Morgan Whitaker hadn't really made an impact, but you could potentially see them mm, improving, yeah. but they were being sold for quite small amounts, which kind of also made the situation seem more worrying. But yeah, then on deadline day, we signed like five players on loan. Yeah. Uh, we signed two central defenders, mm-hmm. uh, where one probably would have been enough, but we signed I two. I think um, uh, something we've actually failed to mention is that um, Curtis Davis was, was injured um, at the start of the season that ruled him out for, for the whole season, and so we did bring in these two central defenders on, on loan, but I think it was um, the defence hasn't been good all season. It's been quite shaky. It hasn't really had a leader. Especially for a team that can't score. Yeah. It was conceding um, a few too many goals. And so I think they those two uh, central so defenders that we brought in on loan Mandy in January. from Man United and Edmondson from Rangers. They were obviously brought in to try and shore up the defence and, and especially, I think, probably with Edmondson, um, give Derby maybe like a, a leader and a focal point yeah. in the centre of defence. 
And then we also signed Patrick Roberts as like a kind of winger type player, which again was arguably needed. Lee Gregory on loan from Millwall, who was just kind of like classic League One championship yeah. striker. But again, will score goals though. I think when we signed him, we thought, yeah, he will. He, he's not. He'll get a few. Um, and uh, Beningame from Everton, who has had little to no involvement involvement at all. So we signed a lot of loan players. We actually let like quite a lot of people go, considering we were struggling up front. We mm. let Hector Ingram go. One thing we haven't mentioned is that Jack Marriott kind of mm. started the season dive player, but then went on loan to Sheffield Wednesday um, and has done nothing. But letting a player who has scored some goals for Derby in the past mm. go when we were really struggling up front seemed like a very, very odd decision. It, it seemed like there were decisions that were being made um, in January that kind of had some logic like you were kind of like well I kind of get that I kind of get that with the players that were leaving but the logical thing to do in all those um, instances would be to try and find replacements for them yeah. and to try and really improve the the attack and not, not and not only that but Derby had a recall clause for Maria in January mm. that they could have exercised just to get someone in up front that could offer something different because he would have offered something different even yeah. if he wouldn't have solved everything and they, they didn't, didn't, didn't um, activate it. So activate something's it. gone on with Marriott there that's not made, been made privy to supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, One good thing that has come out of this season is the number of young players that have come through and really played a huge part in the season. Yes! Callum Richards with the goal. Oh, he's offside! He's offside! Oh my god! Getting way offside, actually. Oh, he's so offside. Better, though. So, better. Derby just had the ball in the net. Um, Colin Cousin Richards, who we've been talking about, it's been ruled offside. Um, It's still still no no. Um, Anything from Cardiff? Uh, no, nothing at all. I've just been looking at the um, stats, and Rotherham had eight shots, two on target, and Rotherham, uh, Cardiff have had one shot. Is this Mick McCarthy? Is this a joke? <laughs> I tell you what, if that was Mick McCarthy's Cardiff playing us today, it, that would yeah. not be happening. Yeah. Like, no. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> So, and in other news, Wickham are winning 2 0 at Middlesbrough. Oh, so if Wickham win like 20 0, <laughs> they, they need another 10 goals. <laughs> you know what? Wickham deserve to stay up. Yeah. Out of all of these awful teams, Derby included at the end of the season, Wickham yeah. have just. I mean, they've done themselves well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and no other team could really say that they, they are doing themselves proud at the minute. So. Um, okay. Oh. Yeah, they're just saying that Rotherham have absolutely dominated the first half and they may ruin the fact that they're only 1-0 up. Mm, okay. So it's looking like Derby will have to win this match. Derby needs to win. Yeah. They're, they're coming towards half-time as well. Oh, of course, because we have the stoppage for Waghorn. Yeah. Oh, that's going to yeah. be interesting. They're really going to finish ahead of us at yeah. the end of the game. That could be crucial. Wow. Um, Okay, well, we'll catch you at half-time unless anything happens beforehand. It's helped a cross goal. Saved the line. But it's squeezed in. It's Sam Hutchinson's first of the season. 
absorbing are going to have to do it the hard way. So yeah, the, the young players this season have really, I think, excelled in a, a very bad season. Like for uh, one thing that I want to mention with the young players is that they've come into this season. There's no fans in any of the stadiums they're playing in. It's not how you want your professional career to necessarily kick off. No. Um, and Jason Knight in particular has been exceptional. Um, or at least in that period when Derby were doing work under Rooney, he was exactly. like one of the main players. It was Lee Buchanan as well. Yeah. Um, Both also Knight playing um, for the full Ireland team yeah. and Lee yeah. Buchanan playing exceptionally well for England under 21s. Yeah. They've both really done done well for themselves. Done well. Um, um, and like when you get into football, I guess it's for those feelings of like winning and celebrating with the fans and scoring goals. Mm-hmm. And if coming into the start of their careers in a situation like this must have been very difficult. Just for so them. hard. And yeah. also coming into a team of such low quality. Yeah. And being expected to actually be like central central figures mm-hmm. um, at such a young age is obviously unusual. And I think as well, like. We've we've kind of, we've meant, we've spoken about Craig Forsyth quite a lot um, on this podcast so far, but Lee Buchanan's the left back that has essentially gone toe to toe with Forsyth mm-hmm. for most of this season and, yeah. and actually given him some competition, yeah. which yeah. I think has also been good um, good for him. I wouldn't necessarily say that Craig Forsyth has had the best season, but he's definitely not. He's definitely not a bad badly. left back as well. Like, um, uh, you can definitely do worse than Craig Forsyth. Oh yeah, and they're very different players as well. I think Buchanan. Is clearly good, very good at putting balls in the box, mm-hmm. but at this stage of his career is not quite the full left. I mean, the way Derby play as well, I think Buchanan could be a really good left back in a really like attacking team. Yeah. But Derby really at the moment, I mean, under Rooney have been very structured. I don't necessarily think Buchanan's really as the left back for that sort of team, and I think Forsyth is probably a little bit more um, suited, which is why Forsyth mm-hmm. kind of come back in towards the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jason Knight, though, has been in the team basically. He's basically like a fully Derby are in a, a promising position here. Ooh, um, deflection. Huge deflection, and it's gone out for a corner. Another Derby corner. Another corner from the left. Five minutes before half time, and yeah, worth pointing out that we're going to have probably at least five minutes of stoppage time for the for the Wackhorn injury as well. So probably about ten minutes left in this yeah. first half. And I think, um, I mean, the club's relied on Jason Knight to an extent. In, yeah, in, in an absolute huge huge way and I think his performances have dipped towards the end of the season as we've gone into this bad run but it's absolutely through no fault of his own because I mean it's literally his first full season um, in, in the team yeah, and he's played 90 minutes after 90 minutes I think early on in the season one of the commentators called him a specimen <laughs> yeah it's a, one of the better moments of the season so um, because I think physically we, we, we I don't think we've really spoken much about Craig Bryson yet on this podcast but he reminds me of Craig Bryson yeah, for yeah. his energy, definitely box to box midfielder, um, putting think, in the tackles, yeah. giving it his all. Potentially, you could see him becoming like a more technically. Max like. Bird now is the the <laughs> off pitch butler. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me just, uh, Dad. Have you noticed that Lee Buchanan and Max Bird have turned into ball boys? Yes, I've just been saying because there's no ball boys at the ground. <laughs> What's happening? So, just... Subs are doing the uh, the ball boy duties. <laughs> Amazing. They've uh, they've chosen the two young players as well that could potentially still be ball boys. Yeah. Proper <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. chance, but Jason Knight. 
But one player actually who didn't really kick on, who had a really good year last year, was Max Bird, um, mm. who was expected actually to become like a, he started the season as captain, I think. He did, and he um, um, was playing alongside Rooney at the start of the mm. season, and I think that since Rooney stopped playing, and, or became um, became became crap. Um, <laughs> Max Bird's performances dropped, and now he's not even in the the starting eleven. We're just joking there that he's the ball boy for for today's game. Um, and but it's it's like a fun because when he has he has played quite a number of games as well still and he's I don't know if it's just because he's not really getting a run in the team but he just hasn't got anywhere near the levels that he got to last year um, mm. in that midfield two no and also I think um, yeah like we talk about Lee Buchanan and, and Jason Knight really kicking on this season and I think Max Bird and maybe even Louis Sibley. Um, and Louis Sibley as well, yeah. Has, they've both really not had a good season. And, and under Koku at the end of the last season, when we were kind of going on that mini end of season promotion charge after the break. They were um, huge players. They were that. both absolutely huge. But yeah. Louis Sibley scored that hat trick at Millwall, mm. which, I mean, you don't score a hat trick at Millwall if you're not made of something. No, yeah. Um, I think Koku's style of football genuinely really suited Sibley because he was allowed like a free role yes. in the number 10 position and he's just not got that this season. He's just not been afforded the same. And Rooney's actually been quite critical of him at times. But I think actually it's Rooney's management that has put him in a position where he couldn't play in the same way mm-hmm. as he previously did. And he's been asked to play on the left wing in a number 10 role where he's like very much not... Um, allowed the same creative freedom so I think it's been an unfortunate season for Sibley you know, but also mm-hmm. for Max Bird and maybe there's been some aspects of that with Max Bird as well because when Rooney's form dropped off he had to do more of the like sweeping up and he's just not mm-hmm. that sort of player uh, completely agree like I think at this point we have to talk about what might happen at the end of this game um, which at the minute is, relegation is very much staring staring Derby right right in the face um, <laughs> it's staring at it's um, it's, 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 looming, it's it's looming essentially yeah. it's the it's yeah, however the ominous you want to make it it's, exactly it's, it's very much there um, we're entering first half injury time Patrick Roberts has won a free kick in a sort of dangerous position uh, Barry Bannon has been pulled him down and is going to be showing a yellow card which you know Bannon's not necessarily known for being the sort of player yeah. that gets the yellow card so I don't think he'll he'll struggle in this I really like Barry Bannon as a player I think I really like he's him just like, yeah he's just at Sheffield Wednesday he's just been like he's just like a really classic championship midfielder yeah he's got like a really good he's like really good in possession yeah. he's just like really committed takes a good free kick takes a good free kick he just seems like a I don't know you can't you can't think of many players that have performed at such a consistent level although I mean he's still captain now and Sheffield Wednesday are clearly struggling yeah. but yeah yeah, very fun, decent blue. Okay, so Whitehorn's over this uh, yeah. over this free kick. It's about Surely thirty yards out. He will shoot. He shot and it hit the wall. Maybe he does have concussion. <laughs> <laughs> and he should be removed. And oh, there's been a mistake. Oh, it's nothing happened. Oh, and that was a bad, bad chance. Okay, so that sequence of play that just happened pretty much sums up Derby season. Or this game, yeah, the season. Um, void of quality, in a good position. Jason Nothing Knight has come of it and we've given away a foul. I think it was Tom Lawrence that collided with him. Oh, Tom Lawrence, yeah. Um, Tom Lawrence just absolutely wiped someone out. I mean, he's fighting for the ball, but... But what happened there? The goalkeeper dropped. It, 
For anyone who's listening to this right now thinking what the hell is going on, <laughs> we can't even describe what's going on because we are thinking what the hell is going on. Yeah, so, yeah. apologies. There's not much to be said as well. It's, no. a, it's a very committed performance by both teams, and you can tell that, but um, yeah. it is very low on quality. Extremely low. Extremely low on quality. So currently as well for Sheffield Wednesday, just to, to finish off this half, actually can't stay up currently. Because rather than winning. Because rather than winning. So it's... At least things aren't that bad for Derby. Derby's it's still in their hands. Derby are in the bottom three. Yeah, but if Derby scores, if Sheffield Wednesday scores, they can't even stay up. Oh wait. Yeah. Oh my God, Sheffield Wednesday has scored. Well, what a devastating moment for Derby. Well, Jordan Rhodes is down. He's been absolutely clattered, but it's because Jordan Rhodes makes a move across his defender and actually gets the initial header in. It's why Hutchinson scores. I think the ball is actually touched on by a Derby player. And that near post in four side that actually helps it on. But Jordan Rhodes makes his move. It's a really brave header. It gets caught by Shinny, but there's quick reactions from Hutchinson to turn the ball home. Well, but Jordan Rhodes doesn't get to this ball ahead of Edmondson. Nothing happens, so he's brave. season is is going down to 45 minutes of football in the pouring rain at Pride Park. Um, oh, and they've won a free kick in a dangerous position here. Okay. Okay, the half isn't over. Um, We're in the 51st minute of the first half. Um, obviously, Derby need to win this currently with Rotherham um, ahead. I, I don't... What can they do to change it? Yeah, so what can they do to change it? I mean, Kaiser Richardson there has got an elbow to the face, which arguably is a red should card. be a yellow card at least for this Borna, who I don't know. Um, but what can Derby do? I mean, looking at the bench, there's really not much on there at all in terms of players you would expect to come on and change the game, apart from maybe Sibley. I think they're going to have to roll that sort of dice. I think it's going to have to be Sibley because... Who else in this mm. Derby team, in the recent past, by recent past, I mean, including last season, mm. has like turned the game on its head, apart from Lawrence? We, yeah, I mean, so uh, Martin Wackhorn and Tom Lawrence are over a free kick here. Um, we're in the 52nd minute of the first half, so the, the whistle is imminent, I would say. Yeah. Mm. Wackhorn, good attempt over the bar. Still no whistle, though. 
Still, yeah, still no whistle. Craig Forsyth is looking very cleanly shaven. <laughs> Not the time. <laughs> Not time to discuss Craig Forsyth's beard. Uh, if we had any words of support. We're having yeah, words of concern. So there we go, half-time whistle has been blown. Um, Derby are 1-0 down at Pride Park. Rotherham are winning 1-0 in, in Cardiff. As it stands, Derby relegated to League One. Um, I think we'll leave it there for episode 11 of, of uh, our baseball ground. Thank you all for listening. Um, in episode 12, we're going to be talking about the second half of this match. <laughs> and the second half of this season. And the second half of this season, yes. And hopefully, hopefully all will be um, turned on its head. But right now I am extremely concerned. I'm extremely concerned as well, and I hope the gravity of the situation is conveyed um, by our... Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at my dad and my granddad on the screen. I don't um, think I could find two more <laughs> sad-looking people at this moment in time. Well, sad, I'd say gravely concerned. Gravely concerned. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. You can find us on all social networks. You can find articles associated with these podcasts on our website, ourbaseballground.com. See you in 15 minutes. Come on the rounds, eh? <laughs> Here comes Rush out now. Takes it, it's in the post! Oh no! Oh, what a goal! Tobin survives on the big stage for Derby! It's Petrov and Powell's out of his goal here, he's gone for it! He's found the net! Well, goal related incident later. It caused us to, to lose our, our captain.